feel like we're in a villain's lair in a Bond movie. I don't feel very comfortable right now. My fellow Canadians, please be quiet. Emperor Schwab is about to speak. Please be quiet. Thank you. Thank you. We can all do this together. Ah, Tiff, my dear friend. The Bank of Canada's meeting is upon us, and you, the esteemed governor, have quite the task. The world's eyes are on you. And so am I. This isn't easy, Emperor Schwab. The economy's already on thin ice. Raising interest rates now would shatter the lives of so many Canadians. This is the economy we're talking about, not a monopoly game. But Emperor Schwab says that it's for the greater good. I always liked being the car. For some reason, I like being the dog. If you raise the rates, my billionaire buddies could buy. Oh, half of Toronto. You see, Tiff, another small hike of, let's say, 200 bips and voila. My billionaire pals get to scoop up all the assets. <laughs> this is a cartoon-level evil plan, Emperor Schwab. I won't stand for this. This isn't a joke. This isn't a game. This is about real people's lives. You'll do as you're told, Tiff. Or shall I remind you of who really runs the world? I took this position to serve the people of Canada, not to become your evil slave your stupid games. I wish I could say that. Same here. Oh, please. This altruism is so last century. Besides, a little economic chaos is good for character building. <laughs> I won't allow you to turn Canada into you some hellscape for your billionaire friends. Oh, you will, Tiff. You will. <laughs> or your pristine reputation will face a little turbulence. <laughs> oh, for God's sakes, it must be time for the Canadian real estate show. All right, TK. Dale, welcome. Did anything happen this week? We got some Treb numbers coming out. I, got lots I feel of like nothing happened. Yeah. I feel like stuff? the recession is the very first thing that people want to know about because chances are in our thumbnail, it alluded to the economy crashing. I would imagine, but last mm. week it said recession. I mean, but we've been talking that haven't we felt but, like but there's a find... recession but for a while? Like some people definitely have felt like there's a recession here for a long time, like a year, maybe more. Well, technically we we're in we're in you know stagnation. I mean, the, the market has just not been growing since May. It just goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. And we're just like, we're even Steven, what's going on? Even Steven since even Steven. May. Since May. That's a long time. Is that a, a long lot of months. time? Why we're just kind of dancing on a line here with we're just with dancing what? on a line, right? So with what kinda average like, price? Uh, the GDP. We're talking the about GDP. The oh, yeah. GDP is total bullshit. Why? Why? I mean, they measure it, and so therefore it's a consistent metric. So whether I, or not it's do we even know how they measure that metric baloney? or not? They're still measuring it the same way. But do they? Do we right. know even how they measure it? Well. You know what, Daryl? I think that that's for another show with that's smarter show people. With smarter people. Okay. So we assume care more. We assume that they're measuring it in a way that looks out for the greater good of the people, though, right? That's the general assumption. 
I think or, what it is, is it's kind of like when you go to your party with all your friends and you're just kind of like, hey, man, what kind of car do you drive? Hey, man, you know, where are you guys going on vacation? Hey, man, you know, like those type of things. The government's all when they get together, they're like, hey, what's your GDP? Oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. Look My. what ours is. Yeah, but what's yours per capita, dickhead? Huh? Huh? Somebody get this capita? guy out of here. Yeah, get Who this even guy brought France? Jesus <laughs> Christ. TK. We are. Are we officially in the recession? Is this like the word? Is it? Have we actually it fallen matter. into? It doesn't. It matter. doesn't. Recession. It doesn't matter whether you're in one or not. It's not like anything changes. Like what? nothing changes in a recession. Daryl, it's that time again. Thank God, because we Guys, need it. What is going on out there? I need you to subscribe to the channel. Please, everybody, subscribing to the channel. Why aren't you subscribing to the channel? Like which channel? Yeah, everybody is doing this it. Channel. What's wrong with you? What about the clips channel? Either channel would be if fine. You're, if you're watching and you're like, I don't want to listen to these guys red. talk for an hour, go to Canadian Real Estate Show Clips channel and subscribe to that jazz. But just honestly, for God's sakes, do me a favor. Stop being so goddamn lazy and just press something. Please subscribe and well. Nothing changes in a recession? Nothing does change. People's behavior changes based on the media telling them whether whether they're in a recession or not. Right. Isn't that crazy? It's not like you lose your rights. It's not like you don't get invited to the parties anymore. They're like, Canada's in a recession. No, but they when can't you come get to in, Switzerland this year. But That's when not you how get it works. invited to the party, TK, you think again. You're like, shit, I'm gonna have to pay for gas. I'm gonna have to buy a present. I'm gonna need a sitter. Right. You, and you, all of a you, sudden you carpool. Right. Oh, you carpool. Right. So even with a carpool like that party's costing you a hundred bucks, at least a hundred bucks. The babysitter's probably a hundred bucks. How much is a babysitter with inflation these days? Isn't it crazy how like, much a babysitter is? On? I don't even like, know. I had somebody tell me this week what they should do with their kid because they're watching their kid. And, and I just said, just bring him. I said, just don't even worry about it. Just bring the bring kid the with kid. you and just have them, you know, sit on your lap or something like that and tell everyone where to go. I had to bring my kid one time to an appointment and we were selling a house and um, we were going to Wonderland. And my son's like, you know, we're going to Wonderland. I promised him we're going to Wonderland. Like, I'm not backing out of this, right? Like, we're going. And so then I get an offer on the property. And I'm like, crap, because it's like on the way to Wonderland. Yeah. And so I'm like, what do I do, right? So I call up the people and they're, and they're, they're, they're old, right? Like, they're like, you know, over 80. And I was like, I can come. We can do the offer, but I got to bring my kid. So they're like, yeah, sure. Let's go. Let's do it. So I said, okay, I'm on my way. I bring my kid, you know, they meet, they love him. They set him up, they get him milk and cookies and all sorts of stuff. And he gets his iPad out and he's just down in their basement having fun. So we're like going through everything and we're all, you know, negotiating the offer How back and forth. How much longer, dad? How much longer? You said we're going to Wonderland. He's going crazy. How much longer, dad? What the hell? He's going crazy. And and they're very the like, you know, ever. they're slow moving. They're like, oh, we need to think about it. And this oh, was dad. a great offer. Like we had been like, the fact that we got this offer was like incredible, but it took them a little while to process because they've been in the house for a long time, custom built it, all that kind of stuff. Long story short is I finally looked at them and I said, I'm not sure what time Wonderland closes today, but if I don't get to take my son soon, we may not be able to go. And they're like, okay, we should accept the offer. Let's do it. No way. I think what a great strategy. I thanked Connor afterwards. I said, Connor, I said, we just sold a house because of you. I said, way to go. Holy. You know? Yeah. I and they're super happy. That story. They're, they're, they're super happy because now it's like three right. or four months later and the prices went down because this was like near the spring almost, right? Prices mm. were higher then and their price probably went down. It was like a, I don't know what it was, but almost. Interesting like strategy. We People should try and... Uh, a, use that strategy now because it doesn't seem like too many other strategies are working Bring your kids to the offer presentation date be just like look bother the shit this kid. out of the seller yeah. somebody no, control tell the other kid. agents Let's... tell the agents that you got to get your client up so we're all shoes we're all over the place here so do you want to talk about the statistics that just came out because you put out a wonderful newsletter uh if people, if people aren't already uh how do you subscribe to your newsletter tk all you got to buy is three houses within the three next houses. two weeks yeah. and, um, you know, refer me to eight of your friends. But other than that, it's pretty Seems easy. reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. But if you live, if you leave a comment, you know, or you just try to like reach out to me or something like that, but you'll figure it out. Don't worry. Well, so it's, it's shows here. Like it doesn't look so terrible if you look month over month. Um, 
Yeah, it doesn't even look so terrible if you look year over year. Prices are up year over year slightly, three and a half percent. You know, prices are slightly up five thousand dollars average price from the month of September. The one thing that I would always look at is just like months of inventory, sales, new listings, that kind of stuff. Sales have creeped up a little bit. We're almost kind of like, you know, we're a low October, but it's not like unreasonably low like September was. September was like scary low, the total number of sales, but new listings actually went down. So it means new that, listings went down. Yeah. So it's like all those new listings that came on. on it's active listings. Where are we at with active listings month over month, TK? Because well, we don't give a shit about new listings. That's a load of malarkey. Put me on the spot here. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, I thought by now we would have learned that new listings is a load of horseshit. Sure. Haven't we? So new listings are up. 38% year uh, over year, but they listings. trended down from month over uh, month. the month over month. Active listings are up 50% year over year. And okay. Month over month. Month over month. Dun, 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 dun. I love how everybody looks at year over year. I mean, have you slightly up a, higher, slightly up higher, up higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so listings bottom, are up. Sales bottom line is, is shit. sales have also creeped, creeped up a little bit too. So we're not seeing an increase to the months of inventory, which is the whole point of what I'm trying to say. And not so months, seeing an months of inventory increase, is remaining yeah. stable. Condo, it's increasing a little bit more than uh, detached, but detached houses are doing fantastic. So I think how the fuck know, is this? Hey, how the hell have we not had the flood? I mean, if you look at certain pockets, though, like. There's some pockets that have some mounting, scary mounting amounts of inventory at very high price points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those people are getting clobbered or at least not making anywhere close to what they thought they would make. Right. But I guess you're saying overall, we are not seeing an uptick. That is actually quite miraculous. Yeah. If, if you ask me. Bottom line is this. when So when the market was changing in May, June 2022, we didn't we didn't know what prices were. We knew what they were last month, but they were higher. So you were like, "What are prices today? Oh no, what, you know, where should we price it? How do we sell this? What kind of strategy?" So it was confusing, and it made people um, do some weird things that actually cost people a lot of money. But now, because there's so much consistency in the market, we're actually able to look at the numbers. We're able to look at the sales. We're able to look at the other listings that are active and say, "Okay, you know what? We need to price it here to get it sold." And it's pretty obvious. And so many sellers don't like the answer. Many sellers have prices that don't make any sense. And I don't know why they're doing what they're doing. But at the end of the day, if you do want to sell your home, it's 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 fairly easy. Like well, it's, so, you, know, you can are, price it and get it sold, you know, within 30 days, which I think so, is a reasonable expectation. So but the people with unreasonable expectations are expectations of from yesteryear, TK. Yeah. Those people, are they dropping their prices or are they taking them off or are they just sitting around waiting? Because I know that there's one on my street. In my experience, they're they're waiting and they're just letting it expire and they are going to wait till the spring. There's a ton of people who right now, and for a lot of people waiting for the spring is probably going to be a good idea. Probably going to be a good idea. Why, TK? Why? What happens in the spring? Well, I mean, just based on the outlook right now that the Bank of Canada is giving, just based on you know, us going into, you know, a technical recession eventually, you know, I don't think rates are going to go up any further. And so I think more, I I think every time the rates go up, it just like scares people. And so right now, like I've done a couple of buy deals recently, buyers are just like, okay, I've been waiting to buy. And everyone keeps telling me, my uncle told me it's going to drop 30%. My neighbor told me this, I watched that guy lose, but I'm not seeing those prices. And so they become impatient and eventually they pull the trigger and buy. And so if rates don't rise, I'm not saying they're going to go down, but if rates don't rise much further, then over the next six months, buyers are eventually going to be like, I need a place to live. And everyone keeps telling me not to buy, but they told me to buy back in January, 2022. And my friends who bought now all regret it. And they're all, you know, sitting around broke and they can't go out and not see them anymore because they're working three jobs. And now my uncle's telling me not to buy. Why would I listen to him? Let's just go out and buy. You know who you should listen to? This guy. Okay. If there's anybody that any of us should already know by now, we can trust completely and we should listen. Of course it's Tiff. Tiff 
tells the truth. I think that's what the T in TIFF really stands for is truth. TK, he I said- I don't think he intentionally lies to anybody. I think he learned his lesson from too much forward guidance because in the last interview, mm. people are asking him questions. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to give you a yes or no answer. He's very like, he learned. But he just said he that we're going to maybe like not wait for 2% now to cut rates. Uh, that was what one of the people in the- um, Bank of Canada's staff said, I think it was the deputy deputy governor, she said, it won't take inflation to get down to 2%. As soon as we see that inflation has stabilized and that it's reasonable to say that it will eventually reach 2%, mm -hmm. then we can begin to lower rates. So we saw it at its heyday, like at 8.5 or something, 8.41%. And now we're down to like, what? Are we three something? 3.4 what are we at i don't know anyways so what are we talking like, about like cpi no cpi, oh, CPI. sorry yeah. right we're i thought we were talking about inflation right now we are yeah yeah but I was yeah just okay sorry, yeah man. so i mean way back when it was over eight percent now i think we're under four percent for sure we're doing great we're doing we're great track, and right? so they're kind of like hmm hmm like what do we do what do we do hmm yeah. what do we do right they're dancing but, but tk says they're not going up and we know they listen to the show now, so probably everybody can expect rates to just stabilize right now. Is that what you think? And, and so hold on a sec. When when we when we analyze the CPI further and we dig down deep, and we've talked about this numerous times, the majority of the increase currently is that goddamn interest rate increase has just fucked up everything, right? And I know we need prices to come down and we need to reset the whole economy and blah, 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 blah. But like, how the fuck is anybody supposed to figure out anything when one minute they tell you rates will be on the floor forever and the next minute you get the biggest raise in human history, the biggest, quickest raise in human history. And then when everybody's like, you know, you really should increase it more because uh, inflation is going to keep coming back and like uh, look around all this inflationary stuff is happening. How can you stop raising rates? And they're like, you know, we don't really have to hit that target that we rushed so hard to get towards. Now, maybe we would consider kind of possibly uh, raise low, lowering rates or raising them, maybe, but lowering is possible now, all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, I know, how do you I... go? Oh, uh, thank God for the forward guidance tiff look they're they're doing everything that they can and they're basing it off of Hate them. the they've got the uh, bank of canada playbook right they've got the central bank playbook that all the other countries <laughs> central bank has and they're going okay you know based on oh unemployment okay all right good uh immigration oh, okay monetary policy uh quantitative easing oh okay okay and they're going through all these different things to be able to navigate these waters but they don't know what they're doing they don't have they don't you know it would be like someone you know, sailing across the Atlantic back in like the 16th century, you know, they learned from the, you know, few other journeys that they had gone through. Maybe they like head down to India or something like that, but they hadn't actually gotten across to North America yet. And so they had all these great ideas on what to do when this storm happens or that wind or that, that, you know, what is it? Uh, red sky in the morn, sailors take warn, red sky at night, sailors delight, you know, they did all those things. But sometimes the boat, sunk okay sometimes the water got in and it went down and then all those plays meant nothing yeah, and the other guy who was pirates. across the, the ship it was his first time he'd never been sailing he did everything wrong and he made it to the other side and you know plundered but at the end of the day what? no one really knows right no one really knows what That's it is that thing. is going to happen and so they're doing everything they can based on the playbook and did they make some mistakes a hundred percent but they know that and i think they've learned from them and i think that here going forward they won't be giving us any forward guidance that they're not going to stand behind because they took a lot of heat for that. So if they're telling us what they're saying now, I believe it more than I did before. And maybe I'm a sucker, but are you a real estate agent and you're looking to make a change anywhere in Ontario? Guess what? We're hiring Franklin and Associates, number one team in the GTA for all Remax teams, number one team for all teams from all companies for number of units sold. Uh, throughout Toronto. So if you're looking to make a change, best decision I ever made was to join Franklin Associates. Go to jointeamleo.com and we can set up a call.
So you, I mean, even though everybody always thinks that we're crazy or I'm crazy anyways, that, I mean, I keep talking that something's going to happen. That's going to force them to lower rates and everybody thinks I'm nuts, but like, Hey, uh, is it uh, just the mirrors that are getting uh, crazy here? Huh? I mean, look at what's going on. How are they like, what, what's it going to take for Christ's sakes? I mean, have you seen what's going on around the world and have you seen the pledges that country after country is making and like i mean imagine how much it even costs just to send one of those uh aircraft carriers over to the middle east from wherever the hell it was right Mm -hmm. like just have you seen those things there's like hundreds of planes on a boat okay like and like hundreds and hundreds of people on a boat and like so much ammo and so many weapons and like billions of dollars to just move over there. Forget about when it gets hit by something and sinks and they got to send another one in, but like just all the aid, even like food and supplies and just cash that people send over, like just all of that has to like, what did we pledge? $65 billion from Canada or some stupid number, 165 million. Like there's only 40 million of us. We're not a big country. Like any amount of fake money injected into the system, like makes a dent here. Right. Mm. And not only that, like now CRA is giving people longer to do their taxes, which means they're not collecting more money, which means like, how do they pay for everything from here, like on out? And they're uh, they're even like being more lax with the CERB repayments now. So people that don't repay the CERB, like that's money that they were expecting like a few weeks ago. And now all of a sudden people aren't paying like all this money still needs to come from somewhere. Right. And meanwhile, we see the five year treasury bond yield start to drop. Right. And we start to see interest rates, fixed interest rates. People starting to go, hey, interest rates might tick down a little bit right now. Holy so people, <clears throat> people just put so much weight, like even what you were saying there about the CERB repayments, like we spent like weeks talking about, oh, once the CRA, they've got all these new staff members working for them and the oh, CERB shit. payments, they will be they will be, you know, camping outside people's houses to retrieve the CERB. But wait till that happens. That's when the economy is going to die. Mm-hmm. And it's like that didn't happen. Now they're basically saying, ah, don't worry about it. Oh, pay me back. Ah, don't worry about it. Everything that we've got right now in, in these in this sort of fear-mongering type of society that we have, right? Nine out of ten things don't come true. I I'll even say ten out of ten, but nine out of ten don't come true, right? Okay. So it's true. So even now interest rates, because because the bond, like I love the bond market. Oh, the bond market. Oh, 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 oh. like they go on and on and on about it. You know, and then that ever, and then it, they change their tune the next week, and then the next right. week it's the bond market's going the other way, and everyone says this is what it means. This is what it means. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Anybody who's ever read any charts, let's talk about something here, okay? Hmm. Have right we now, not in the been stock talking market, about something. All right, this is something else. In- oh, okay, let's change so, topics. Yeah, there, where, where this where this comes from? Okay, is recently Zillow acquired a company called Follow Up Boss. Follow Up Boss is our CRM that we use, and a lot of uh, real estate people use. It's got to be the biggest one in North America. Zillow, being the real estate company that they are, failed miserably with their iBuyer type of. Um, uh, transactions where they basically just bought people's houses and they lost like half a billion dollars. And then now they've bought follow up boss, a tech company that has a CRM. Hmm. Do you know about this, Daryl? No, Give I do me not. Your best guess what they paid based on $8 billion. Okay, a bunch of real estate agents. How many are there? There's 2 million in America. Toronto? There's oh. two, two, 200,000 in Canada, something like that. Okay. Okay. Go. How much I, did they pay for that? I company? guessed already. Eight billion. It, it's not eight billion. Two they billion. Four hundred million dollars. That's it. For this, come on. Anybody who like, if you started Just up a, a CRM, CRM, it first of all, it started in your basement. Then eventually, maybe you got an office space, mm-hmm. and now you're selling for four hundred million dollars to Zillow. Yeah, it's what pretty a jackpot. Good. Those guys hit for sure. Do you think they have four hundred million dollars a worth of value in their business? I Absolutely strongly not. Strongly 
Well, I don't know. I don't know absolutely. what the hell they do. Absolutely but... not. And so where this Isn't comes the data from... that they have worth uh, eight no, billion dollars. It's our, it's our, no, that's like, you can't you can't like take the real estate agents uh, clients. But regardless, yeah. listen. What the hell are we talking about? Tech companies right now valuations mm. on the stock market. They're starting to get hammered, aren't they? They don't, but they don't make any sense. No, nobody's making any money. They're going down. Nobody's these guys are going down. Soon. So all these people, so people right now are so fixated on like you know tech companies and how much their valuations are and you know this tech boom and where they think prices are going and everything else like that. These companies aren't worth anything. These companies are are are, are they're not profitable. They just keep on using um, their investors' money. You know, they keep burning through that each time it comes up, you know, they're trying to raise more money and diluting their shares and trying to be able to get more and more investors to to pile in on the debt cycle. There's a lot of tech companies that are going to go belly up. Case in point, WeWork, right? We were gone. $46 billion again. company, right? 46, my balls, man. That was That's never worth $46 billion ever, except... Ever. On a napkin in uh, what's okay. his name? Chucky son. Uh, what's his name? Whatever son. Look, the guy who runs it. Yeah. What's his Th name? These are these. It doesn't matter because the bottom line is this is exactly how all these bubbles go, and the tech bubble is no different, right? And so the point I'm trying to make is here this is another tech bubble. Ev everybody's got all these big ideas about the bond market and the stock market and all that kind of stuff. There's so many other factors that are going to be coming into play that will determine the path and trying to guess Ooh. what the heck is going to happen. Yeah. Is it's the biggest whack-a-mole game. game ever. It makes no sense. It's and if crazy. you're still doing it with such certainty, you're driving yourself crazy. Right? Well, what what is happening as a result of all these interest rate raises, which I don't know. I mean, I think, People that really do understand economics understand that the bonds kind of lead the way on things. I don't, hey, I don't profess to understand it myself. I think it's kind of dumb, but uh, yeah, me thinking is that's dumb like saying no that's like saying anything. this. This is like okay, this is like saying this. Okay, you know when it rains, the the clouds come first. <laughs> it's gonna get wet. Listen, listen. Every time it rains, I see clouds. Guys, 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 there's clouds here. High probability of rain. <laughs> you know, like it makes no sense. Sorry, I'm getting excited here. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but what? Well, what? bottom line is, yeah, of course, if the bond rates are going up, then there's going to be an increase in in, in uh, the fixed rate terms because people are going to expect higher returns in order to be able to invest. Right. But as soon as the bond rates go down, then they then they'll say, well, fixed rates are going to go down again. So yeah, the, one is a precursor to the other, mm -hmm. but it's not like each it's going to predict the long term cycle every single time. Maybe over 20, 30 years, they look at the data and they say, well, see see how it predicted it. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you know what's going to happen over the next twelve months. You know what's going to happen over the next six months. Well, we're seeing a lot of power of sales. Like these rates have pushed a lot of people into. Uh, I guess default, which sure. here in Canada, you're I guess instantly allowed to start the power of sale proceedings, right? So, so, so uh, private, uh, private uh, institutions. I, I personally don't remember any a lender power of sales. <laughs> oh God, it's getting yeah. harder and harder. I know. Okay, but I don't. But I, don't I haven't see, seen any a lender power of sales. You see graphics and statistics of these yeah. power of sales increasing exponentially. The thing is, is that exponential total, at least in GTA, is like eighty. Okay, like eighty yeah. power of yeah, sales in a I month. One today to a client, which sucks for those eighty people. But I mean, it's not really changing the market. the The problem is these fuckers who take. $300,000 less than peak and they don't need to, but they're desperate and they fuck up everything for everyone around them. Right. That's the real fuck up. It's those, those really like, why'd you wait so long? You dumb fuck. You knew you were fucked already. Like what, what did you think was going to happen in a month from now? Like, were you going to win other, a lottery? Was that the, the other plan? side that you don't, you don't Dummy? see is the people who are also buying this mustache is itchy. The the people who are also buying. It's in my nose. Here, I got a I got a great offer for you, Joe. 
Hmm. I got an offer on your property, $5 million, but it comes with a condition. Oh, yeah. Is the yeah. condition that you pay more than I paid for it, at least, for God's sakes? The condition is that you must buy a house in the same neighborhood for $6 million. Okay. That's good. Are you happy you're getting $5 million now? Maybe. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Because I'm you would not. never pay $6 million for another house in your neighborhood. Not right now, but I'd, I'd, exactly. but that's I'd the condition. say I would. Oh. You have to. No, that's, that's the condition. Here's another scenario. Daryl, I'm going to buy your property for $500,000, and I'm going to prove to you that you're going to be happy. Do you believe me? Yes. Good. Because I'm going to buy your home for $500,000, and I'm going to sell you the one across the street for two fifty. Ooh. Pick anyone you want across the street. Do you own the Pretty one happy, across aren't you? the street? In this scenario, I feel like I might be happy. Although I feel yeah. like I would be moving into a really shitty house for 250 It proves to you that the sale price of your property when you're buying and selling is irrelevant. Well, I'll it's be irrelevant. honest with you. As, as, as like the rest of the show so far today, I am not following what the hell you're really getting at. I'm all <laughs> jacked up today. Okay. This is my fourth tea thing. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I'm wearing a mustache. Right so. Listen, Daryl, if you have to I'm sell pretty a home sure... right now, you're you're upset with the person selling 300k below peak. Yeah. But if they bought the house that they wanted to low buy for peak, 400 man. below peak that they were going to buy last year because they're upsizing, the fuck do okay. I care what they did? Well, I, it's a win. That's why I care, and everybody else who sells a house or a property cares about what the fuck they get relative to what they were expecting to get. Right? Okay. Let's just run real numbers here. I'm gonna run real numbers here. Let's just. How much do you want to sell? It's not your house relative for? to Tell the me. next thing that I plan to buy. T. Tell me. What? Yes, it is. How no, much do you want to sell your not. house for right now? What would you take an offer for your house? Tell me right now. Eight hundred thousand dollars, TK. Okay. I'm going to make you an offer for $2.5 million for your house. Okay. All right. And now you guys want to upgrade to a bigger house. Okay. All right. Okay. It's bigger. It's nicer. It's in a better neighborhood. Okay. And Sounds I'm going to sell it so to far. you for $2.5 million. So I'm selling my house for two five, and I'm buying yeah. a new one for two five. A bigger, better one in a better neighborhood for 2.5. Sounds like a no-brainer to me, TK. Great. Now you're moving. Okay. <laughs> now I'm moving. No, no issues. Now. No issue. I'm going to I'm going to sell your house for 1.5 million dollars. Okay. This is I'm my gonna new one. I'm going to say the exact same house, house that you were just about to buy for 2.5. I'm going to say the exact same house for 1.5 as well. Did I sell my house for 2.5 already? No, 1.5. Yeah. Now I'm selling your house for 1.5. Okay. And we're going to move into the same house you were just happy moving into 30 seconds ago. Yeah. For the same price. And you're going to buy that one for 1.5. Okay. You're not happy. Don't lie to me. Hold on, but but like three minutes ago, I thought I could sell my place for two five. Daryl, you're not playing the game here, all right? Because you it's know so what I'm saying is dumb. true. It is only if all I care about is the next house. But if I care about getting the value that I you're caring about profit, profit. Of course, you're I am thinking it's about Canada. profit. Profit means well, nothing. And buying and selling nothing? in the it means nothing. Daryl, what are you talking about? I'll give you another example. Profit I'll give you another example. Nothing. I bought the house for two hundred thousand dollars. Hold on, I'll give you an example. You yeah. sell my house for two five, and yeah. I decide to go buy one for one five. Yeah. Well, later on, I won't be happy that you tell me you could sell mine for one five if you already bought it for two five. That makes no sense. We're going back. None going of it makes here. sense. Don't worry. People who are listening understand what I'm trying to say. You're attached an emotion on profit. And you're no. not attached to the facts, which are if you sold your house and bought another property. What if I wasn't buying another property? You transfer from one house to the next, the total debt that you're going to have at the end of the day and how much your monthly payment is. That's the only thing that matters in buying and selling. The sale price, purchase price, those two things are just fugazi. What the <laughs> I'm telling you. Hell? I'm telling oh, you. It is. It's not. You're supposed to, you're supposed to care about the price okay you're not <laughs> supposed to care about not the when you're profit. buying and selling in the same market because you're moving if all you care about is the 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 delta between the the new purchase and the old purchase yeah that's one thing yes if, if you thought your house was worth one seven 
Okay. Why did you think it was worth one seven? Because it was until well, that bottom line is down the street for one five. An offer to accept, so it wasn't worth anything. And so the only thing that should matter when people are buying and selling is that delta. And the bottom line is yes, there are people who are stalled in this market because they can't wrap their head around that fact. And they're not selling because they're sitting on the market maybe at a, at a high price or they're saying, oh, it's not a good time to move. It's not a good time to sell the market. So it's a great time to move. Think about this. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. 2021, 2022. Okay. Yeah. Every house you went to go see, you saw for 15 minutes. You only had one chance to see it. You had to make a decision within three or four days on how much you were going to bid over asking to beat the next guy. And each time you went into one of those situations, you lost until eventually you got sick and tired and you bought a house that you barely liked because you felt like there was no other options. That is not a good environment to move in. How many people are living in houses right now that they hate, that have more problems than they expected, that paid more than they thought, and that they are miserable because now they're in a house they don't like. So Mm -hmm. it's much better to move in an environment where you can go and look at houses multiple times, maybe even twice before making an offer, get a financing home inspection condition, negotiate on the price, do everything so you know exactly what you're buying because you and your family are going to be there a long time. Sure. That's how you buy a property. So if that's... you're buying and selling, that's a better market to be moving in. And you just have to mm-hmm. navigate it correctly. You might be selling first. You might be buying first. You might have a condition on the sale of your property. Whatever it is, you got to look at your situation. But it's a better environment to be moving and buying and selling. Guaranteed. This I agree with. I see no correlation between the previous discussion and this point, but because the I can sellers see to right you, now TK, who are so not we can move on are 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 stalled for the wrong reasons. Stalled. They're stalled because they thought they were going to get. I thought my house is worth more money, and so it's not a good time to move. And you know what they'll do? They'll wait till their house is worth the money that they thought, and guess how much the house that they're going to buy? Guess how much they they're going to wait for their house to be worth three hundred grand more, and guess how much the house that they want to buy is worth. 500 grand more or or whatever, close to 300. So it's a wash. So they waited for what? Well, if they waited for how long, TK? Because if you wait for like two years to make another 300 grand, I'd say it matters, especially if, if you're buying you're something buy for another 300 three... grand more too, Daryl. What the hell does it matter there? Well, what do we kind of mathematic? Tacticians, are you doing over here? If we three were in, plus three is seven. If we were in the same studio, I'd be able to smack you in the back of the head and maybe set you straight. But for now, Can't, it's impossible. We're gonna, we're gonna use. We're gonna use. You'll, then you'll put me into like some kind of crazy strangle. Right, let's move on. BC's no no longer got Airbnbs. <laughs> is that the next most important thing? Okay, yeah. Isn't it? I, I I mean I think that that is something that is rocking their market out there. But I wouldn't know. I haven't yeah. really. I mean, Drop I a line in the comments if, complaining. if you guys think that that's something that's going to be a big thing in the market over I there. I got to think it's going to make a Toronto big when it difference happened, for it a affected bit. The condo market, but was that the only it thing happened that here? The condo market, Toronto. Remember when the they changed the Airbnb rules? Yeah, but then they just ban it outright in BC, like it's gone sure. completely. But, that's but, a uh, lot of units, I'll bet, out there. Yeah, yeah. But I'm now, not uh, well versed in this topic, but I would okay. imagine that if all of those all of a sudden could no longer be rented short term, a lot of the math doesn't make sense anymore. Right. Let's and talk a lot about of those Airbnb. things have to disappear. Yeah. Let's okay. talk about Airbnb. Is it a good service to have? My daughter's living in one at the moment, and it's uh, not the best service ever. I, I used stupid. it once for a cottage, and it was pre- like you got there and it was like, pretty bad and you, you can't really do anything about it i i use it and i think in cities it's the stupidest thing we should all be in hotels where things like make sense i think yeah, that if you want to do short-term rentals you know you can like you know find somebody through like a private means on a website like you can just google short-term rentals in the area you want and you can find somebody who's doing it but the airbnb model again another one of these tech companies who's probably not making any money i don't know for sure but um it's just one of those things that, you know, has come out because it's a big fad and that people are using it and it's wrecking the hotel industry. So now our hotels are full wrecked. of homeless people. 
Yeah, that right. And and like, the, and the city is paying the hotels all- market rent plus ten yeah. percent to house homeless people in hotels, while people are paying ridiculously inflated prices because yeah. it's easy to press a button. Right. You don't even get to see the place. Okay. You don't even get to know the address, like the actual address. So it's like you get these pictures of a place from God knows when. Right. Mm -hmm. Like when it was like at its best. And you get all these promises about the area and the facilities and everything. And then you get there and you're you're in the hood. Okay. There's (laughs) machine guns going off when you pull up and the place smells like fish everywhere and the pool is closed because it's under renovations yeah the gym smells it was being used by like you know drug dealers the week before now somebody's knocking on your door again trying to find jose i get it and so look if you're not to save 10 bucks a night on a hotel like that's what Maybe you don't even save. It's like there's no hotels or maybe you think you're saving or you're closer to where you need to be or some stupid shit. It's it's the same as Uber, actually, when you think about it, too. Uber is the worst now. Have you taken an Uber lately? I I haven't taken Uber from downtown. There's just no, like, you know, regulation there. You know, it's just like bring back the taxis, man. Saturday night from downtown to where I live is $80. And mm. it used to be, I used to complain it was 35 bucks, 40 bucks. Yeah. And now it just doubled out of nowhere. Well, On top of night, the inflated meal price, right? And yeah. God knows what else you had to spend, like, to get there. Somebody's hair, somebody's nails. I'm not naming names, but, like, going out is a goddamn fortune if you got an Uber somewhere, right? This yeah. is all getting crazy. But hold on. We were talking about power of sales. Did we finish that topic? I got another one. I got another topic. Okay. Right. The lawsuit in, in uh, the States uh, was just won by Missouri. So basically what did, what happened was, was people got together and they're like, those realtors are making too much goddamn money. Those suckers making me pay buyers commissions. I can't believe it. And so like $1.7 million billion or something like that was awarded to, to this. Uh, class action uh, group of people against Everybody like all cents. the real estate people. So like the North American Real Estate Association, like which is like their national board um, or national association realtor story. NAR um, Remax had had uh, settled. So they got out a few other companies, big companies, all the big brands were all involved. And so it was like one point seven billion dollars, something like that was was um, uh, awarded. Now, there'll be appeals and all that kind of stuff. But basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to tell uh the consumers that they shouldn't be paying buyers commissions it should be buyers paying their own commission so buyers should pay their agent their own commission so let's just work this out right now okay and you're a buyer okay and you're gonna buy a million dollar house it's a two and a half percent fee for example i don't think we're allowed to say that but two and a half percent fee twenty five thousand dollar commission if you were to go and pay that in full do you think a lot of buyers have 25 grand kicking around does the buyer not pay the commission regardless? Exactly. They're paying it in the price. One way or so, another, that buyer's paying all the it's commission. It's a mortgage. And over those 25 years, it's costing them 150 bucks a month, whatever it is. Okay. Instead of just paying a fee on closing. Instead of them having to pay this cash up front. So the buyers, it's better for them if the fee is all part of the, the deal itself. Okay. So no matter what, it, it, that's, that's a broken model. Next. The sellers, Mr. Seller, do you want to sell your home for the most amount of money? Yes or no? Both commissions should come out of the purchase price. They do. That's how it works. But they're, they're, they're in the States, they're trying to make that so that it's separate. So if you want That's to sell I mean. for the most amount of money, I suggest we have as many buyers come and look at your property as possible. And what we're going to do is we're going to show you how if you pay $25,000 to a buyer's agent, it will net you at least that $25,000 or more. Are you okay if... You don't have to pay a buyer's commission. Would that make you happy knowing that you got the most amount of money? Of course it would. And so talking to a seller, you can give them the option and say, we'll let the buyers pay their own commission or we'll tell all the buyer agents to bring all their buyers to you and we'll pay them the commission from the purchase price that they get their buyers to pay, which will include the commission and it doesn't cost you a dime. Why is this Why is this even a topic? Why is this even something that people are talking about? You know why? Because realtors make too much money. That's why. Well, Nobody listen. likes 
But we, I said it a long time ago to you, like everybody's, everybody's income went up in the last two, three, four years, and it had nothing to do with their effort. It had nothing to do with their skill level. It had not everybody. Okay. Like I'm overgeneralizing. No, no, no. no. It's it's a vast majority of people. Some people uh, are great. They did not increase the amount that their income did over the last 10 years. You got a little bit better, but you got paid a lot more. A lot more for nothing, for nothing. As as all of the uh, buyers and sellers see a trend of like, all you did was list the house. You didn't even do anything, right? Yeah. Like this was the way for a long time. And, yeah. and so, of course, everybody's like, like, this doesn't make any sense. And there's a housing crisis. It's... It, TK, nothing makes sense. And everybody, so we're going to sit here like we always do. We're going to nitpick on like a couple little things and then they don't change and we're still here. And then Mm -hmm. we're like, prices are higher somehow now, or they're like not budging, which, which is crazy, right? People, so is everybody so wealthy in this city that they can just kind of put their like just kind of cross their arms and say i'm gonna wait until i get my price i don't need to sell right now i don't give a fuck my mortgage is so low that like i'll definitely the majority of people yeah and there's just like because 42 percent have no mortgage so 80 even if it turns to 160 a month power of sales like does it change things is that a big number now so how many power sales do we need to really fuck this market up? And then what happens to all these power sales if rates stay where they are? Are people able to like, because if rates stay where we are, are we assuming that prices are going down or they're going to start going up again? Like we're already seeing them go up. Although, you know, what's weird is, you know, the numbers say up, but then I saw this. Oh, GTA condo sales dropped 47% as would be buyers priced out, but. That doesn't seem when I was looking at articles, it was so funny to hear like what better dwelling or stories or CBC, like everybody had a different headline for this month's numbers, and they are all basically spinning the story a different way. But it's crazy. Like, you got they're talking about people walking away from $300,000 deposits, yeah, and you got people saying that the the market's down 47%, and then the numbers come out. Like, what are they looking at? What, what? Condos are down 47%. Yeah. New sales on condos or something? No, they're talking about sales. They're about sales. But the, but you, but the, the that numbers that came out, the board. it doesn't agree, does it? Mm, well, I don't know exactly what they're talking about, but if we look at- I don't at, know what um, the fuck they're talking about. If we look about. at condo sales- Can you imagine walking away from a $300,000 deposit on a new house? Down- um, 0.2% year over year condo total condo sales in the Toronto real estate board. Right. So what the hell is this 47% article here? Who is Regardless. this reckless fucker? These are reckless media. Who is this reckless? Uh, what, Clara um... Pasica. <laughs> How dare you, Sarah? From CBC from the How CBC. Dare you? CBC. What are you saying here? What is this shit? Uh, those 300k deposit holders. Condo sales have dropped 47 percent in 2023 to a 10-year low as high interest rates. Oh, for the year, for the year, TK, for year the date. year. Who the hell reads the article though? So everybody's yeah. reading this, going, Holy so so forty-seven. That's absolutely right, and all sales are down year over year. I mean, year to date. Sales are down 47 percent, and the prices are hanging in there, and inventory isn't piling up like at insane levels what the hell is happening how is this possible is it because tiff gave us a little uh inkling into his uh potential future plans tk um i think i don't know the line is none of this stuff means anything and that when people want to buy real estate they don't care about the rate they don't care about what it looks like they're gonna put a roof over their family's home and that's it. And when they don't think real estate's a good investment, they don't care if the government's giving you free money, they're not going to buy. And so sentiment is always going to be what's in charge. And right now the sentiment's very low. The average person does not want to buy real estate. They don't think it's a good time to buy, to sell, to get involved. They're being cautious. And until we get uh, more and more people buying again and more and more people being confident in the long-term sustainability of the Toronto real estate market and Canadian real estate market as a whole, we're going to see very low sales until then. It's the way it goes. 
I don't sweat the small Very stuff. Low you know, sales. There's people who need to move. People who need to buy. People who need to sell. There's always transactions. You know, the thing things will keep moving, and the people who focus on all these things are, you know, uh, you know, you're not you're not helping yourself. Focus on the 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 things that matter the most. You know, well, but what are you supposed to, to focus on when you're up for a renewal on your mortgage and you just Income caught and it, and it's like. Income what? and expenses. Income and expenses. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Let's do a typical guy. Okay. Yeah. Typical guy. I don't even know. What does a typical guy make these days? A hundred grand? He makes uh, grand? two grand, uh, grand a week. So gross. So he's two, he's a hundred grand a year, two grand a week and uh, takes home. Um, 50 grand, 60 grand. You take whatever home? It is. Holy jumping. Jesus bucks. Christ. Bucks. Okay. So this guy who was doing okay, bought a house 10 years ago and, uh, you know, wanted to keep up with everybody else. And as the price of his house went up, he refinanced. And over 10 years, you know, he supplemented his income with very, very cheap money by using his house as an ATM. And this is not a far-fetched scenario, is it, TK? This is a fairly <laughs> realistic scenario. Now, forget about credit cards and lines of credits that most people probably add on top of that, right? But mm -hmm. I guarantee you, over that 10 years, his wage did not increase. What did increase is likely his age and the size of his belly, okay? And probably Low the blow. expectations and mm -hmm. the needs of his growing family right? Which leads to higher expenses. When are we going to get into the numbers here? Okay. Well, but the thing is, is the numbers, so what would I tell way... the guy? No, but I would say, what does this guy do? Okay. Yeah, when he has he to do? renew his $800,000 mortgage now yes. at 6%. So he needs to consolidate all his debt because anything out there is higher. Into a, a debt consolidation loan? No. Okay. You go and you get your, your place refinanced because if you got a car payment right now, it's 10%. If you got a credit card payment, it's 20 to 30%. All those things need to be put into one payment, one low payment of six and a half percent as a TK, first mortgage. In a debt. Because he's he's he bought the house 10 years ago. Right? He's, he's going to take on a mortgage. It's a first mortgage and it's going to be at six and a half percent. Great. So now he's making one payment and you're going to say, buddy, you don't spend $1 on your credit cards. You don't spend $1 on, on anything else. Did you else. just roll that into the mortgage? Everything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. that way it's a lower interest rate. Got so it. that way he cuts off his interest. He, he lowers Brilliant. the amount of interest expense he has every single month. Okay. Then he's going to look at all his other expenses yeah. and he's going to figure out what he can live with and live without. And his okay. kids, his wife, everybody's going to have to make sacrifices. Maybe it's one car. Maybe like it's he's going to have subway. to sacrifice his wife is probably the way to get out of this mess. You know, that's another story. But the bottom but line where, is where he's going to have to make some sacrifices up? on the expenses. Then, Daryl, what he's going to do hold on, is hold on, hold on. He's let's just look stop for there for one opportunities. Sec. Yeah, just stop at the expenses. OK, like let's be real. I've been in this situation numerous times where I've had to look at the list of expenses and go like, what the hell can we chop here? And okay. Okay, so you can chop. Okay, and in a scenario where houses are going down and nobody wants to sell and nobody wants to buy, selling the house isn't like the right. We're looking at chopping. Things We're not selling the house. We're doing everything but house, sell the right? house at this point. Okay, so yeah. what do we do? We have a garage sale. We we chop the cars down, right? And then yep. what? Like what? Okay, else so is vacations, there? No, more, no vacations, uh, eating out, no you know, eating out, no buying stuff new for clothes, the kids. entertainment, all those things. You can you can easily cut out. Let's say a thousand like bucks this. a month. A thousand bucks and you have no life. You're stuck in this fucking house now. Whose fault? Who the hell that? wants to live like this? Well, you should have thought about that over the last 10 years when you were borrowing out your kids. You should have thought about it. Because these are the realities. Right. Because your other option is to sell your house. I'll sell your house tomorrow. Why do they let price. you refinance it though? If they know that you're going to be fucked at some point. Why? So why then I would tell allowed? him, hey, okay, yeah, sorry. Mr. Seller, now that we've looked at your budget, so we're going to create a budget. Let's now that you're your bank still accounts and your credit fucked, card statements, right? After let's you've see done every all that. dollar you spend every single month over the last three fucked. months, and let's figure out where we can cut back, right? right? Okay. Now that so we've done that, yeah. here is our budget. No more where Netflix. Can, where can we increase the income that income. you're currently making? Kids, how do we? How it's do we? Time so, to start a lawn care company. You've got. You've got rent. So now, can your kids start contributing? Can they start paying rent? Can we rent out a basement apartment? Can we rent out a room? We rent out a room, right? Can we rent start out a to basement? Look at additional income like that. For a kitchen. Can we take on some overtime? Can we get overtime. a part-time job? 
Can our this wife start working? Amazing. These are all the things that this is great. Families have to do in tough times. This like, is why great. is this? Why is this a surprise to you? This is like this what is you horrible. Do. Yeah, but why are we having tough times, TK? Is it because the people are all a bunch of morons? Is it because of the tough, populace? Tough that times such... create um, tough, tough men. men. Tough what men create good times. Good times Go create weak men. Weak men create tough times. Yes, TK. And we are walking into some tough times with some weak ass men. Well, and I who still, caused these times? <laughs> all these old. We're all going to come out tougher from this. This is good news. We're all going to come out tougher from this. This is good news. Okay. Well, some of those people will learn a lesson. Some of those people are way too fucking old to recover from this. And God knows what their lives are going to turn into. Okay. I was on Twitter X and there's this big developer guy. I don't know how big he is, but I follow him and thousands of people follow him. And he just committed suicide a couple of days ago, apparently, because he was like guaranteeing all kinds of loans that were going to shit right now. Right. So like when, it, when, when people say it's no big deal, like, yeah, as a overall for the economy or for the 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 country it's no big deal but as we go in and zoom in to the people's lives that are getting decimated and destroyed for really no good fucking reason because the up was their fault and the down is their fault and all the shit in between is their fault and it's not necessary i know i keep saying three percent mm -hmm. and no government but I'm not joking. Like all this other shit is unnecessary. There's no point to any of it. It's all just a bunch of horse shit. It, it's the way it works, but it doesn't, it shouldn't be. It. Mm -hmm. I don't even know who came up with this fucking ridiculous. But the biggest, the biggest thing that I, I find is that everybody wants to blame someone else. Even the bank of Canada now is blaming the federal government's monetary uh, policies. Right. Everybody, the the pro, the premiers are all blaming the Bank of Canada's monetary policy. Everybody is blaming someone else. Everyone's blaming TIFF because they made look. Take responsibility. If you can't look at yourself and see, you know, your part to play in every situation in your life, then you'll always be looking for somebody else to blame. And you know, that's not a very easy problem to solve, right? There if is, I'm the one who's at fault, no, but there's I your can solve all my problems. Yes. And there's always your part in it, of course. But mm -hmm. to blindly say that there's no other components and there's no other parts or pieces. But what's or... the difference between like one, let's say a 60-year-old man? What's the difference between him and his brother who had the same life and everything else who's lived around the same time as he has and everything else where one guy's got money problems because of the interest rates and the other guy paid off his mortgage 20 years ago? Like, you know, one person might blame Tiff and say, I can't believe it. Well, the other brother's going to say, well, like, I mean, I paid off my mortgage 20 years ago, so I don't. Why didn't you, Joe? Right. Joe doesn't want to take responsibility. He's blaming the that government. Is a he made decisions over the last 60 years that put him in that position to be. That's a great example, struggling. TK. That is yeah. a great example. TK. Is that now, we don't or... know if the other brother was like murdering people to get Well, let's just assume they're twins and they have the identical taxes. personality and they look, you know, everything and do everything the same. So bottom line is they'd have a podcast together and they'd be on equal footing. If they, they should have started a podcast. That's, that's, that's the be all and end all of this entire episode is that yeah. if you just start a podcast, you can get by in this crazy world. Yeah. And it won't make a difference because you can easily bring in like 30 bucks an episode in ad oh, revenue. Man. TK. No. What the hell can... did we even talk about this week? There really Everything wasn't on much list. going on. The, yeah. The, the, my list was not very It's a barren list this week, TK. Yeah. Was it was There's it a lack of effort stuff, or was like just and nothing happening? And uh, Zillow. That's all. It's all real shit. Term garbage we work it's all just bullshit though the numbers are bullshit everything's bullshit right <laughs> everything's now. just made up it's, it's all, all fictitious it's really that's fictitious it. it's just this is all a dream even this show 
we're fake. Our are we gonna wake are up? Fake. Our mustaches are fake. Oh, is fake. I couldn't even grow this thing if I wanted to. Not a chance. Not a chance. Yours maybe. Maybe I could sculpt Mine's something to look like that thing. Yours is pretty aesthetically pleasing. This thing, uh, I suppose, <laughs> depending on your perspective, it looks like my 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 uh, real beard is kind of blending into this thing. TK, I think what I got out of this, as usual, is absolutely nothing. But I did have fun. Thanks Hopefully, we have some people listening and watching. We've had some great episodes. The fact that there's eleven thousand people couple. listening or watching to the show like the last couple episodes which is a big deal for us you know maybe other channels have like yeah. 200k <clears throat> scrinkle but uh you know, 11 000, that's that's a big deal but we don't Almost even have that many 12. subscribers so it means that some of you are watching and not subscribing we do however have a hmm. considerable uh percentage of people that do watch that are sub compared to most so we do thank you for that oh, but the rest good. of you okay, like yeah. get your shit together it's a yeah, fucking button subscribe like it's one on? fucking little button. Like, what are you doing? If 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 you're listening to the show and you can't press a button for us, like, what are we like, monkeys dancing here for you? Like, what yeah. is this crap? Are we enter. We're trying to we're trying to get paid here. All right, we need those subscribers. Do we amuse you? We're trying, <laughs> trying to make a living over here. All right, times are tough. Amuse you. All right. Do you think we're funny, TK? Probably not. I don't think we're that funny. But some people do. So here we are. And there we go. See you next week.